You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. We're kicking off our explosive holiday action series with Richard Donner's 1987 seminal buddy cop film, Lethal Weapon. You have no trouble. Me, Fifth Element. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. I'm Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, the coaches, Jared Callen. Good to be here, Brian. I don't really know what that means. Coaches. Well, I guess like you know, you're the you're the head cheese, so then you're the coaches. Wait, like coaches or coaches? Oh, I thought it was coaches. It's coaches. Oh, is it coaches? I think that's what that is. I'm not really sure though. So, you know, but th- there's this whole thing called Google. Now I feel like an idiot. No, don't feel like an idiot. Now, look, now I no, feel no, like... It's, uh, it's possible that you're right, but it's more likely that I'm right. But um, <clears throat> but here's the deal. Let's just move on, because it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, because uh, in, in the world... Enough. Back in the day before the Google children, uh, you know, you would have arguments, and you would be like, no, I'm right, no, I'm right, and then it would never be solved. That's true. Until someone else came in the room and be like, hey, Tom, what do you think about this? Am I right, or is Brian right? And they'd be like, I think you're right. And I said, that's right. And you're like, oh, because Tom's your fucking friend. I was like, well, hey, I think I'm still right, though. And then, you know, Google had to come in and ruin all that. And this is that's how uh, friendships evolve. Now it's, uh, you know, you, you, you're uploading uh, pictures with your lady friends and your wife sees them. I think there has to be a rule that, like, whenever you have a, uh, a spirited debate, that you, you can't bring the Google into it. All right. Well, we, we, you know, we don't really follow that because we look at IMDb when well, we're, no, we're totally stumped. Yeah, I understand, but also we're trying to give out information here. I'm just saying, like, you Okay, know, that's fair. Yeah. Or you do the thing where if you go out to eat with everybody, then you, everybody stacks their phones at the end of the table, and then the first person to touch their stack of phones has to pay for the meal. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I'm thinking of a lot of uh, free meals I could get. <laughs> You'd just be a jerk and go to lunch with a doctor and didn't play that game. <laughs> phone goes off, just be like, I don't know, man. People could be dying right now. Rules is rules. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Lethal Weapon. Uh, are we talking about that TV series that just got canceled? Uh, wait, no. I, I thought it got picked up for a third season with uh, yeah, Sean Williams. I, I, I don't think that they're going to. I think that uh, uh, Damon Wayne said he's not going to do the fourth season. 
So they might have to recast him. So then there's no Murtaugh or Riggs. Well, okay, so the guy that was playing uh, Riggs. Yeah, Clayne Crawford. He was really great. His character actually died in the in, in the show, right? And they yeah, they replaced shot him. him with... Uh, yeah, with Sean William Scott. Because... Is he, like, related to him or something? They were, they were going to do that, but no. Oh, okay. I haven't seen the new season, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, I was reading something, like, he was going to be, like, a, a brother or yeah, I don't think an they uncle or some crap. I don't know, yeah. I, I, I didn't watch that show at all. You you saw some of it. I love that show. You love it. That I love that show. That show is fun as fuck. I, dude, you're going to have to talk me out of my, like, uh, I, I you know, my film snobbery here and uh, and get me on board with this. I think that they captured uh, what the characters in this in this movie that they really capture the the character and their dynamic, and they I think they even set it up a little better than what the film does um, because they also have more time. I just can't see Damon. I can't see Damon Wayans, and uh, I don't even know the other guy's name. Um, Clayne Crawford. There you go. I can't see those two actors having the same kind of chemistry that Danny Glover and Mel Gibson did. They do. Really? I'm telling I you. I just can't see it. It, it will surprise you. Like how how good it is because that, that's one of the things I was going to compliment this film on is like you know the, one of the reasons it works so well is Mel Gibson and Danny Glover and yeah, their chemistry yeah and um and you're just saying like oh you just no I'm not saying that you can just throw anybody in there I'm saying that these two guys the 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 chemistry that these two guys came up with is is really good and even Damon Wayans he, he's he's playing the straight cop and uh it's it's really good man all it, right trust me <laughs> you got to watch it. All right, I'll, I'll I'll watch a couple episodes. Yeah, and like like uh, everybody with any TV series, you got to give it at least three episodes. I could do three. Yeah, you got anything, anything you watch, you need to give it three episodes to fall into it, to let it like bewitch you. That'd be like the longest lethal weapon movie ever. But I mean, you know, we can do that because <laughs> like each one's like what uh, they're like forty five minutes. Yeah, and they also they uh, they uh, they kind of toe the line in the first few episodes, kind of same story. You know, to get you into it, and then it veers off and does its own thing. Okay. But he still has the, you know, the the, the dead wife and, and all that. So it goes through all of that. And this guy's super crazy. Does it have all the coke and hookers and pimps? No. Yeah. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking made for TV. <laughs> it's fucking watered-down bullshit. Yeah, but it does it does have some really good action. Okay. All right. Fair enough. But Anyways. no pimps, no yeah. hookers, no cocaine. But, <laughs> but back to the uh, antithesis of... Was this the first uh, Christmas-like action film? Oh, that's a good question. I guess it was, it was the first big one I can think yeah. of. Because you, you think before, of Die Hard. This is before Die Hard, right? Yeah. Hmm. I'm, there, was a, there is a Bond film on Her, Majesty's, uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service that does take place during Christmas. But that's like action-adventure. Yeah. And, and, like, the whole movie doesn't take place, you know, during Christmas either, so. Right. I don't know. This is very, like, holiday-themed. Like, the streets, you see them. Like, even when, in the very beginning when the girl's uh, jumping off, like, her yeah. balcony stands out because it's got the uh, Christmas lights. Wait, there's a balcony also with breasts. <laughs> this movie opens up with tits. I don't, dude, Richard Donner was talking about that on the, uh, on, the, uh, on the audio commentary. He's like, yeah, that's how I got the cinematographer, uh, Stephen Goldblatt. Yeah, that's, that's the reason he signed on. It was like, yeah. yeah. You get to shoot tits. Now, is that um? Why would you look that up while you got IMDb? Is the the woman who jumps out of the uh, Amanda Hansucker is that her name right in the movie? Yeah, that's her character's name. Yeah, she she jumps out of the window. Um, is that Missy from Bill and Ted? Dude, your mom's hot. Shut up, Ted. You know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about. Because but... like um, Bill's dad is uh, 
dating a younger woman, and I think it's that woman who totally, who totally shows her tits. Is it her? No, it is. Damn it! Uh, it it does not look like, like that her. would be her. She was in uh, a bunch of episodes of Cheers, though. Really? Maybe that's where I'm seeing her from. Yeah. Oh, she's Woody's girlfriend. She's like in 24 episodes. Hey, what's her name on there? Uh, Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, that's Woody. That's Woody Boyd's girlfriend. Kelly Grimes. That's um, Woody Harrelson's girlfriend in Cheers. She was also in Less Than Zero. I don't think I've seen that. And It's Alive 3. I didn't see that either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Baby Mutants. Hmm. Yeah. I like Baby Mutants. Yeah. Well I, well, I think in the third one, they're because it's, it's like the island of alive, so they're like grown up. That's cool. Yeah. It's a Larry Cohen film. You know, those goofy kind of B-movies that right. he did. I wrote uh, at this opening scene, damn good fall. Looks real. And that's because yeah. it was real. Well, I mean, what do you mean it was real? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they didn't kill somebody for the movie, Jerry. They didn't, but they explained how they like uh, shot down. And then made a uh, a big photo blow up, and then they laid that on top of a uh, a big blow up. Yeah, a big thing, air mattress. A big air mattress, and yeah. then they dropped her down, and it looked, you know, it does but look badass. What I'm movie. talking about is like as soon as she jumps, like it kind of tracks with her, like over, and they kind of come around the outside. I was like, man, that looks really cool, and looks really. How the hell did they do that? Yeah, that, I think that one insert's a dummy. The one that's uh, there's a there's a shot. It's kind of low angle and it's falling, and she's not moving a lot. I think right. that's a dummy. I'm talking about like as soon as she jumps out, the camera just like kind of goes with her a little bit. I'm oh like, yeah, How the fuck did they do that? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, 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 there was had to be some stunts. Yeah, you know, the stunt woman involved. They did a damn good job with that, um, dude. That would be really crappy to be the stunt woman on this because you would also have to be nude. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, showing nudity wouldn't be fun, but, uh, dude, do you imagine doing a stunt with your, like, your boobs out, dude? And, like, oh, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, yeah, you're falling into an air mattress, but, oh, bro, could, all that nylon on your nipples? Yeah, ugh. we could get your uh, your boobs caught on some broken glass. What? No, oh, that sounds terrible. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, some people don't get paid enough. No, they don't. They don't. And this movie is full of great stunts. Oh, yeah. It's Old movie. school stunts before CGI and everything like that. And I'm, I'm glad you brought up that, that jump sequence, because that, yeah. that is really cool. No, man, it's great. It's a damn good opening. It is. Reminds me it's a impressive. lot of um, Forrest Gump. Okay. Um, you have to explain that. What? <laughs> <laughs> when Jenny is doing uh, blow, and, and she goes, and she almost like jumps off the, the Oh, balcony. okay, okay, okay. I thought you were talking about the beginning of Forrest Gump. I was like, with a feather? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she falls just like a feather, because she's I so thought, light. <laughs> I, thought you were, I thought you were comparing the, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I think everybody makes that comparison. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, even some of the shots are the same. Yeah. Yeah. It looks very similar. I mean, Richard Donner and uh, Robert Zemeckis, they both did that uh, Tales from the Crypt, that um, that TV show on HBO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both executive producers on that, so, you know, I'm sure they were passing notes to each other and stuff. Yeah. You know, like, hey, dude, I like that. I'm going to steal that from my movie later. Badass. You know, if it works, it works. The script, it gets a, a lot of praise. It was uh, Shane Black's first script. Um, what else has he done? Oh, my gosh. He's done so many, but he wrote uh, The Last Action Hero with Bruce Willis. and uh, I like that. Uh, one of the Waynes. I think that was Damian Waynes. That was in that. Uh, buddy Cop film. It's my last Boy Scout. Last Boy Scout. What did I say? You said Last Action Hero. Last Action Hero? No, oh, man. Yes, Last Boy Scout. Sorry. Um, and then he also did um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, I love that, too. Yeah, with Cusack, right? Yeah. And of course, yeah. he's gone on to do like he's directing now. He's done um, like Iron Man three, and okay, The Predator recently, which wasn't very good. But you know, whatever. we all make mistakes. <laughs> what are you gonna do? But it, man, he got his script got into a bidding war. This was a this was a big deal when this thing came out. 
Uh, I think he was like the highest paid screenwriter. Holy shit! And he was young too. Yeah, he was like twenty one. Yeah. I don't know if it, it was what a badass. I forget. I forget if it was this script or if it was uh, another one he had. If it was like the Last Boy Scout or Long Kiss Goodnight or something like that. And this is like full of those little campy like one liners that they do in action films, and yeah. it it works. Like I wanted to hate it every time it like you know they they said one. It's kind of like there, there's a scene at, at toward the end where they're like uh, it, all shits uh, you know breaking loose and everything, and then the the bad guy says. Well, the world's uh, there are no more heroes left in the world, and then here comes Riggs busting through the door on cue, and I'm just like, oh my god! But <laughs> oh, no, I like that way. That was good. Man. I mean, you're missing all those like uh, all those '80s uh, like Schwarzenegger, like uh, oh, like in, like in Commando and shit like that. Yeah. he's just full off steam. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's none of those. It, it's, Riggs isn't like killing somebody and then saying a punchy one one liner. Not too often. Yeah, he, he does throw and like in that same scene I just brought up. He, he's like, a, he's like, it's time to make like shepherds and get the fuck out of here. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> he does have. I've been. Yeah, yeah. I, he's he's got some good corny jokes. Yeah, but he's always in supply of those. I think it, uh, that that that's cool because it kind of shows that you know he's got a heart, a lightheartedness to himself, even though he's such a badass and you know always in his head and you know crazy military guy since a young kid and you know it, it shows that he's got a little bit of humor to him. Yeah, I, but even like when Danny Glover like even gets into his face, he's like, "Oh my god, you're fucking crazy! You're crazy! Go ahead, blow your brains out!" And he's just like, "Yeah, I'm fucking nuts. I think about eating a bullet. I'm hungry. I'm gonna go get something to eat." Oh, I love that. You know, and he's like, he's always defusing these situations. And even like uh, when Roger's on the phone with the, the the therapist, yeah, like he gets in the phone with the regs. He's having a breakdown. Like, oh my god, my partner's gonna try to kill himself, and we're gonna all gonna oh, no, die. I love that. He's, like, he's like, why are you even talking to me? You talking to a dead man? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's so great. And then you know, Riggs is over there. Like, hey, maybe I didn't know it was your birthday. Maybe yeah. I'll buy you a present. He, you know, <laughs> um, even Murtaugh comes around. You brought up the scene where he's talking about how uh, you know, uh, basically. Riggs jumps off a building with this guy, and uh, Murtaugh's like, fuck, man, this guy is crazy. So he drags him into an adjacent building, and he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know, do you want to fucking die? Do you want to kill yourself and all this shit? And he's like, what? What do you want me to fucking say? That uh, sometimes I think about eating a goddamn bullet? He's like, yeah, of course I do. He's like, I've even got one pointed. I've got one picked out uh, just for a special occasion, and it's a hollow point. That bugs the fuck out of me, because in the scene earlier, where Mel Gibson is acting his ass off, by the way, when he's when he's oh, the suicide, the suicide scene. scene, he puts a gun in his mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah and he pulls a bullet suicide out. Scene. They're not hollow points. Oh God, and Jerry, even, don't be that guy. And, well, if you bring it up, if you make a big point saying that you got one picked out and they're hollow points because I wanted to rip my head open and all that. Okay, they're not hollow points. And even at the end of the movie, when he gives the bullet to Leanne and he's like, "Give this to your dad," and she's like, well, "It's a bullet." He's like, "He'll know what it means." It's not a fucking hollow point, Brian. He already <laughs> shot that one, Jared. <laughs> no, he's been saving this one. He was saving it for Mr. Joshua. <laughs> no, he used his fists on Mr. Joshua. Uh, well, th- yeah, but then they shot him. Well, yeah. And they're like sexy, you know, like uh, embrace of each other. Oh, yeah. That was pretty hot. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. It was slow-mo. And then they sped it back up just for now, the do embrace. You think that that, 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 okay, so there are two slow motion things they do right there in that scene. And it's kind of yeah. choppy. Do you think they're doing like post ramping, or was that actually shot high frame? And they're and then they're no, doing... I don't think. Yeah, you know, I think that's all post. They're really? slowing that down. Yeah, I don't yeah, think they shot it, it that way. Yeah, because it's choppy, and I'm like, oh, you could have done better. Because the lighting would be a little different too. I think because 
Yeah, because you need a lot more light to pump in. Yeah, and I don't think in 1987 though they would have been able to keep the the shots consistent between you know nor- like normal speed, like if they're shooting at 24 frames, and then however right you know however fast you're shooting. Well, they kind of got a, uh, well uh, halfway through that scene, a helicopter kind of comes in and like puts its like searchlight down on them, which kind of helps them out in that scene with their coverage because they just got like this like spotlight down, so they're able to. You know, it blacks out everything around them. Yeah. So it kind of brings the background down. And then, you know, I think that that, that was clever with that, being uh, so they can get in there and get their coverage a little easier, I think. Yeah, I wish they would brought it in better. What do you mean? I mean, I've always had a problem uh, at, the, at the very end when you have the, the battle, you know, in the front yard between Mel Gibson and Gary Busey, and they're going fisticuffs, and there's a, there's a shot. And it's, it's like right after, I forget what Mel Gibson says, but like, something like, you want a shot at the title? And he's like, duh, don't mind if I do. No, he's like, yeah, you want a shot at the title. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's a shot of, a shot of Gary Busey, and he's, he's just, he's walking out of frame. And then the next shot is this pretty, pretty nice full shot, Mel Gibson, and he's entering frame, and he's walking into the fire hydrant. He's already wet. It always bugged me. He's like, his hair's already wet. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Wow. And Gary Busey's already wet, and they, they enter the frame. And the next, I don't, I don't think it's the next cut, but it's the shot after that. It's just close-up shots of them punching at that point. You really can't see what's going on. But yeah, you're right. It's real tight at the all beginning of, of it. Yeah, all of yeah. a sudden, the helicopter light just shows up, but the helicopter hasn't been established and won't be established until they, they do. really wide. Yeah, they do the wide shot like four cuts yeah. later. And then you see it come in, and it's like, well, wait a minute. How is that searchlight there? It's just... Yeah. It's just kind of sloppily put together. I think they just kind of ran out of time, and I don't think they knew how to transition from the car go- going through the front window to this fight scene. I think they just kind of ran out of time there or something. Because this editor, I'm, you know, he is he's great. Stuart Baird is right. He, he's one of my favorite editors of all time. I love this guy. He's got so many action movies. I mean, he's a master. But he can even cut the slow scenes. There's a scene um, at the beginning where you're finally set, oh, yeah. when you're setting up um, Riggs and uh, Murtaugh's like relationship, and Riggs comes over and he has dinner with the family, and and there's a cool little scene where the daughter's like you know digging on Riggs a little bit. And oh yeah. Then the guys go out and they're hanging out by the. Don't you touch my daughter. <laughs> you're hanging out uh, at the boat, you know, and, and they're talking. And then Leanne comes out and they have their little marijuana talk. And then so after that, then Riggs <laughs> is leaving and uh, goes out to the truck. And he's like, uh, when are you going to start trusting me, man? And Murtaugh says, let's just see if you can make it through tomorrow without killing me, yourself or anybody else. And, may, and then I'll start trusting you. And then out of nowhere, Riggs goes, you know, I'm pretty good at it, though. And he's like, what are you talking about? Back in Vietnam, basically, you know, shot a guy a thousand yards, you know, in high wind. You know, there's probably eight or ten guys who can make that shot. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> what? No, that's a good scene. <laughs> no, that's an amazing scene. But what I'm saying, like, uh, like that, that, that one little line, I'm like, wow, that seems thrown in there. And they're, they're really leaning on, you know, that, that, that's them setting up because later in the movie he does the really long shot. Bro, he's a, he's a lethal weapon. <laughs> is that the scene where they say leave the weapon no no that, that's earlier in that yeah yeah no that's in the uh, parking garage i guess we gotta register you as a lethal weapon <laughs> title <laughs> they should have freeze frame on him for a second <laughs> you know ah, we said it no but what, what, my point i was making for that scene is though um that's really good editing because like there, there's like when he's like going in and it like pops down into the truck they like cut into the truck and they cut out like i don't know it, it's just like it, it 
Yeah, I don't know. I like the way that scene's cut. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, also, it, it does start with the, the the wider shot of him, and then when it, it pushes in, like right before. Yeah. Well, I forget what that last line he said is. Well, no, he's like. Uh, I was the only thing I was ever good at is when they're pushed in on him. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they they punch in on him. Yeah, and then he's like, uh, he's like, oh, they hey. don't push. It's a punch. In. Yeah, he's he's like, hey, hey, rig. Uh, you know, it was a, a mother shot, a mother daughter. Um. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> See the last episode for that explanation. <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, he's he's like, you you really like my wife's cooking. No, no, and man, and I, you know, I, just, I feel for Murtaugh right there because he's got this look on his face. He's like, man, I'm gonna connect with this guy and all that, and then he's like, nah, fuck off. <laughs> what? No, I thought I read that as like he, he it liked that he was being honest with him. Yeah, he was like, oh, okay, you know, he's like, you're not just feed me a line of bullshit, right? The mo- the moment I really like when you can, I think that Danny Glover really gives him like you know the eyes of affection. And like, oh, hey, man, you know, I really appreciate you said that. It was when he's like, hey, man, you got a nice family in there. Oh, no, yeah, that's good. That's right before that when they're walking out. Yeah. yeah that's really good. It, dude, it's just a really good moment from Danny Glover. And it's just like, oh, dude, you can – you know this motherfucker. You guys are going to love each other, yeah, bro. Dude, that, it's going to be romance right here hard. That scene cements their relationship. Yeah. And it, it's like, you know, it's, it's after all of that. And it's just like that last – their last three minutes of that night. It's just like, yeah. And dude, look, come on, let's let's talk about what a huge thing this is in 1987. I mean, yes, the Cosby show existed before, but to have like African American, middle class, you know, living the American dream, police officer, nice family, no nobody's uh, a gangster, nobody's listening to rap music. It's just what do you mean they rap great. at the table? Oh, they beatbox. Yeah, yeah. I guess they do. <laughs> <laughs> She's in love with a man named Martin. <laughs> which apparently that, that entire scene's uh, ad-libbed, and, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, it plays really well. It's making me think, if that scene was ad-libbed, were they running multiple cameras? They had to be, right? Uh, you know, it. I don't know, because if you kind of look at it, it also looks like they're just stitching together uh, close-ups right. in that scene, and they're pulling Martin, uh, not Martin, um, uh, I keep wanting to call them their character names, but is they're pulling yeah. Danny Glover, uh, Murtaugh's audio. Of him doing the beatboxing, and I think they're just cutting to everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. That, I mean, they could have had multiple cameras, but I don't know. This seems kind of low. They had $15 million to the budget, but... Imagine it, all the explosions and car chases and, like, yeah, dude. Yeah, it seems like they were kind of running low. Yeah. It's, helicopters and fucking... Dude, there's all kinds of crazy shit going they on. They did have a lot of helicopters. Yeah. Guys, helicopters are fucking expensive. <laughs> I know it, it doesn't seem like they are. It sh- they shouldn't be, but fuck, bro. Yeah, man. It kills your budget. I mean, especially back then. Like, I mean, Just even thinking about getting the helicopter shots. Like the opening shot in the the very first shot of the movie. Which about where they're showing the city? Yeah. And you have, uh, you have Jingle Bells. Yeah. <laughs> Jingle Bell Rocks playing in the background. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, but, yeah, you, you see this awesome helicopter shot. They, they did that. Um, and that was a rehearsal. Oh, yeah, I remember hearing that. Yeah, because I, I, I was listening to the commentary without watching it, and I was trying to think about what shot they were talking about. It's the so whole... So that's that, like, the city shot. Like yeah. The, the, which is funny that they said that, because that actually, in the TV series, that's how they switch between, like, scenes. They show, like, shots of L.A. Oh, know, really? From a, from a helicopter. Those are probably all done with drones now. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, like, you know, <laughs> but like you know, they keep that, that, that motif, you know, going, which is kind of cool. They're not really. They're not paying for that footage proper, Jerry. Drone <laughs> <laughs> operators like, yeah, okay, all right, the drones up there. We we got it. How fast are we going? Okay, yeah. Things are so simpler now, man. 
I don't know, man. Do you know what things they are? Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, I, it's, I, it's a, a drone's a lot, a drone's a lot easier than a fucking helicopter. Yeah, it is. And you, yeah. you could you could get the big drones to fly the big cameras these days, you know, so you're still you're still flying a couple hundred thousand dollars in the air. Okay, yeah, I guess if you want an IMAX, you know, aerial. No, I'm still saying that you could you could throw your red or your um, your Alexa or your Vericam up in the imp in the air and make that happen. You don't have to do the master IMAX camera up there. If you're a Christopher Nolan, you would. <laughs> and the camera's the size of a tank. You have to have a helicopter. <laughs> oh, or a jumbo jet. Shoot, this motherfucker's 60 millimeter. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. Um, that opening helicopter shot was a was just a rehearsal. Yeah. But, I mean, I was going back, and I don't think I've ever really watched the front of this movie really, really close. But, dude, that is all one helicopter shot yeah, from the... Take. Yeah, from the from the I don't know what it is. It's just a huge wide sh- a shot of L.A. and it goes for probably about a minute. Ends up on this hotel, goes around the hotel, and then goes, goes into, into the, the window. window. Yes, and it, dude, it's a sight. You know, I was looking at it, and I was kind of freeze framing to see exactly where it went to. But dude, it, the girl laying in the bed that's you know all drugged up on cocaine. It, dude, it's about a full shot on her. Like it, it starts cutting her feet off. Like, it's going in, and like, how the fuck did you do that on a helicopter? For one, like, that's a rehearsal? That's damn impressive. That's a good camera operator. Yeah. I mean, that dude, that is damn, like, fuck, like, usually rehearsals, guys, are, you don't want to see them. Yeah, they're rehearsals for a reason. Yeah. Rehearsals are to get your marks, normally, so you know, okay, so we're going to generally go to here, so you can get your, know where your headrooms and all that will go, but whoever's opping that shot. Good work on you. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it did get a little wobbly around the hotel when it started spinning around. This is before, but... this is before warp stabilization. Yeah, it's still damn impressive, man. Yeah, damn man. impressed. I got, I got nothing great things to say about the, the, the first five minutes of the movie with the girl jumping off the balcony. is just absolutely spectacular. And it sets the tone for the series. Yes, it does. You get Michael Kamen's music coming in. What a very badass early. dude. Oh, dude. And actually, I don't think we actually get... Do we get... I don't think we get the saxophone jazzy shit until the first time we see Riggs. Yeah, I think that's a little He's bit later. Getting out of the bed with his ass hanging out, you know. Or maybe it's like when they bring, uh, like Murtaugh his birthday cake, or or like tell him happy birthday when he's uh in the bath. You're right. It's a saxophone sex. Uh, I wrote down saxophone sex leading <laughs> out of the bathroom birthday scene. No, no, it's after that. So saxophone sex leading out of the bathroom birthday into Riggs. Yeah, and like Riggs getting out, uh, starting his day with a really watery looking beer, like obviously drinking water. Um, but uh, yeah, and and I, I love how at the beginning uh, you don't know if that Riggs is a cop, like if you don't know going in. Yeah, that's true. And like even when he goes in, he, he's doing the cocaine deal in the Christmas trees, and like he's he's playing them, and then like halfway through the scene, he's like, "How about I just take it all off your hands, you know?" And you guys go to jail, and he throws his badge down. Well, the script does do a good job of laying out that information. Like, even that suicide scene, you don't know that his wife died. No, no, you don't. You just see a picture of his wife, and then, you know, he yeah. wants to kill yeah, himself. Yeah, they they, re- they don't it. really dig into it too much until the second one. Then then you get it, because he starts seeing the therapist, right? Am I right? Well, there's the next scene um, like, where, like, there's oh, the, with the police captain that. and the therapist. I hate that, where she's walking down and she's doing the, well, you know that she's, like, and, like, and he, and, like, you know, just totally doing exposition, set up the character, and I love how the police captain's like, look, I do know. He's like, he cuts her off. He's like, you don't have to tell me all of this. You know, dude, I don't mind it because the acting is so fucking good, dude. Right. And it's just one clean shot. I mean, right. they don't, there's no cuts. And then the, they don't, and they don't fuck on. around with it. Yeah. Yeah. 
You know, and it, and it's got a laugh in it too. What was the laugh? Oh, the uh, him going into the restroom. He goes into oh, the restroom, right. and she's yeah. like starting to follow him. And he's like, "Hey, hey, do you mind?" She's like, <laughs> "You god fucking dick." He's that's right. Only dicks in here. <laughs> I think she calls him an asshole. Yeah, that's Robert Zemeckis' uh, first wife. Really? Yeah. You know the um, the suicide scene. Why does he wipe the gun down before he tries to shoot himself? You know, man, you, you you want your gun clean? No, he wiped it down like he was wiping the the, the fingerprints off of it. Uh, I think he was just he was just cleaning his instrument of death. You think that's what it was? Well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I mean, he didn't have a mag in it, and he was just putting one bullet in it. Right. It looked like he had, like, it a little... It wasn't a hollow point. Well, I... Yeah. Well, <laughs> my God, you're never going to let that <laughs> No, go I'll never... I do, if I ever meet uh, Mel Gibson, I'll be like, look, bro. <laughs> I, I, I liked it because, I, I, to me, it was like he was... He had a ritual because, like, he... He even says it later in the movie. This is something he does, like, every night. Like, uh, every night before I go to bed, I think about blowing my brains out. And, like, so I get my gun out. I clean my gun. I look at my gun. I put this one special bullet in it. And then I put my, you know, the gun in the mouth. And then I think about the job. And the job Dude, stops me from committing suicide for some reason. That There's a couple times in the movie where he lets his um, accent slip. And that's one of them. <laughs> Uh, and then, see, <clears throat> yeah, and, and, and I know it's why, emotional. no, I know why it's because, because he's getting so damn emotional yeah. and even, even at the end when he gives the bullet to the daughter, he lets his accent slip right there. He's so in, emotional right there. Oh yeah. yeah. So he actually, actually yeah. lets, lets it slip. Um, I, it's, I, it's just, it just shows man that he's actually in it. He, he's acting his ass off in that damn suicide scene. It's so fucking good. It has so many beats. Like he starts, he, he he's like playing with the gun. He loads it. He's getting all ready for it. And he puts it on his forehead, you know, and then he goes up under his chin and then he goes in his mouth. He's like, there's so many beats and then he can't do it. And then there's like, he ends up and he's, he's kind of holding his head. He's like, I'll just, I'll just see you later. You know, it's like, Oh my God, dude, that scene is so badass. Like you, you, you can never say that Mel Gibson is not a good actor, man. Like I'm telling you, Oh, he's so fucking badass in this movie. Yeah. He may be a terrible person, but he's a great actor. Yeah, dude. I don't. I, you know, I don't know if he's a terrible person. I don't. You know, I, I was reading Look, all these weird things on Wikipedia about it, like tapes being edited and things. Well, like not that. not even that. But here's the deal: you can catch anybody off guard. But he sounds like he has an alcohol problem. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So here's the deal: uh, if you listen to the tapes with him and his and his ex wife or whatever, where where you know he's like screaming at her and like you know it's, he's saying some shit. He's saying some fucked up shit. But you got to think about with somebody who's drawn to, like, he's just, he's fucking going crazy, and he's just, like, letting it happen, and, and the fucked up part about it is that she knows that she's recording him, recording him in that, so she's real calm, and he's just losing his, he's losing his shit, and she's not fighting back, so he's, ma- he's making him even more angry. So... I, I I think most people do understand that. Yeah. I'm laughing, but yeah, no, I, so I get the, that. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, look, dude. Uh, well, you don't get the reaction you want. It's like, damn it, this is a fight. <laughs> Stop being so fucking calm over there. No, he was. He was like, he's like, he's like, you're supposed to, you should give her and suck my dick. He's like, you're supposed to want to, like, and all this shit. Like, man, dude, you're. But you know, yet again, we we all say crazy shit sometimes, and especially in in heightened situations. Um, you know. Still, a good, he's still got, a good director. Just like, you know, like yeah. James Young. Dude, he's still a good director. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I, ho- I hope he got his uh, his life together and, and everything sorted out. And, yeah. Hopefully yeah, he, can, he can move on. I, I saw he was in um, he was in a movie not too long ago with really? uh, Will Ferrell. And uh, it was the Will Ferrell and um, Mark Wahlberg 
movies where they're like uh, Is it the brothers? No, no, it's no. not Step Brothers. Four Brothers, or whatever. No. no, that's a John Singleton action revenge movie. No, but like Mark, uh, Mark Warm, uh, Wahlberg's in there, right? Uh, yeah, he is. Okay, that's uh, where my brain went. Was it the Beaver Two? The Beaver Two. <laughs> yeah, Jodie Foster's Beaver. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that? <laughs> no, but I seen, know. Have you seen Jodie Foster's Beaver? I know why she didn't put her name on the title like that. <laughs> her agent comes up, he's like, you know, I have directors like John Carpenter. They put their name above it. And what, do you, what do you think about doing it for it? What do you think? Jodie Foster's the Beaver. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. that would have that would have been bad. It's a pretty good movie. Daddy's Home. That's what it is. Daddy's Home Two. He's in the sequel. Oh. I have yeah I haven't I haven't seen either one of them either I just saw I saw the trailer a bunch in front of some movies. Oh, well, speaking of the trailer, movies. you should roll the trailer. <gasps> oh, <look at> that. <laughs> we'll be right back. He's a criminal's worst nightmare: a cop who enjoys the danger. No guns, no jujitsu, just bring him down. Do you really want to jump? Well, then that's fine with me. Come on. Wait, I what do you mean? Do Wait a minute. What the? Ah! He was ready to retire. No, he's gonna wish he had. Gone! Go! Oh, oh, oh! Raj, meet your new partner. New partner? <laughs> Too old for this. If these guys can just stand each other. What you got in there? Boy and Smith? A lot of old timers carry those. The bad guys don't stand a chance. Don't kill anybody, don't tell anybody. I'm too old for this. Are you as good as you say you are? Nobody can touch me. Suppose we better register you as a lethal weapon. You ever met anybody you didn't kill? Well, I haven't killed you yet. All right, we're back. That was the trailer for Lethal Weapon. That was a very... Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon. That was the trailer for Lethal Weapon. You know, during the trailer time, uh, Brian and I both, like, down a magnum of wine. We try to see who who can do it the fastest. You know, that's the big wine thing with the handle. So that's like a handle of wine, which is bigger than a handle of whiskey. That's right. It's like a gallon, right? I don't know. I have no idea. I, look, we try to do one every week. It's just really rough. So if you're always wondering why we're slurring by the end of the second half, it's because that fucking magnum of wine is kicking. We also record these really late because <laughs> that's when we have free time. Yeah, it's true. What, what are you, you going to do? Free time is wine time. Mm. This week's wine is Winking Owl, which is every week's wine. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I, do, I did like the trailer, though. I, I like the style. It's very 80s. Yeah, I, li- I like the, uh, the blue, the, the with green. the cutouts, yeah. Yeah, man, the red. I, yeah, yeah. I like that. It, sh- it, show- it shows a lot of the cool action scenes. It's not paced like a modern trailer, which is cool. No, it's, no, it's, it's, it's neat. Not. It's like old school. Well, you could kind of see like the beginnings of where we were going with it, like when they did the house explosion and they yeah. intercut that with the uh, the girl jumping off the roof. Yeah, you know, and I, you know, you can see some beginnings here, but they do play like huge chunks of the movie and just give you that dialogue. And... Yeah, it's not high octane. It's not cutting quick or anything. Yeah. It's just like, hey, this is this is what this movie's kind of like, you know? Yeah, we were getting there. It was eighty seven. Did it have? Uh, did it have the? 
the jazz saxophone in the trailer? I don't think so. No, no, it just had the, you know, Michael Kamen's like, dun, yeah. dun, 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 you know. <laughs> you know, Michael Kamen did a badass job in this movie. Oh, yeah, the, the guy who wrote the music, uh, yeah. the composer, he, yeah, he did. He's also the same guy, to put things in perspective, he's the guy that hooked up with Metallica and did the uh, S&M. Oh, my God, yes, you're right. S&M, uh, Symphony and Metallica album that came out in, like, the late 2000s. Look at that. That's incredible. <laughs> it's a, that's an amazing album. So if you've never heard that, uh, that was right before he died. Um, yeah, amazing. Oh, did he pass away? Yeah, he's dead. He's oh, dead. man, I didn't know that. Yeah. He Damn. Will, he will be missed. I didn't look him up on IMDb because I know what this guy has done. <laughs> I mean, he's so fa- fucking famous. Um, yeah. Like, what else has he done? Ooh. Oh, The Dead Zone. Yeah. One of the only Cronenberg uh, scores where Howard Shore didn't do it. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, Michael Kamen did this one. He was off, like, getting ready to do Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, like, uh, I know. almost <laughs> 20 years later. <laughs> well, didn't they shoot that Wait, for, like, 20 years? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, it seemed like it. I think they shot seven years on the first ones, and then... What? Uh, no, they didn't. Over I... seven years, the, there was a production. Oh, okay. You're talking about, like, from when they started to... Yeah, when they tried, all the like, doing and all it, stuff. all that shit, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I can see that. Oh, you imagine that? No. No. <laughs> Doing the same thing. Yeah. Telling the same. You're just constantly telling the same story. Right. And then like five or six years after that, they're like, hey, you want to come back and do these other three? I can't. You know, I would I would really wish Guillermo del Toro. No, I don't. Because then Guillermo del Toro wouldn't have gotten to do all the movies that he did instead of The Hobbit. And... Yeah, like Pacific Rim. Yeah. I'm glad. Hey, I love Pacific Rim. Do you? Yeah. D- dude, I, what? No. Yeah, I got action figures right behind you. <laughs> Oh, well, so you do. Yeah, brother. Okay. Yeah. I, I get down with Gypsy Danger, son. I need to watch that again, to be honest. First time I watched it, I was a little out of it. So uh, You know, I'm a huge Godzilla fan, and it hits that. You mean like you're a huge Godzilla fan, or you like it when Godzilla's really huge? Either way. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, yeah. I yeah, respond yeah, yes, yes to both of those. The answer, the answer is yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Leave so, the weapon. So I had a question um, about, you know how uh, before we went to the break, uh, we were talking about the scene where um, Riggs jumps off the building and then um, Murtaugh drags him into the next room and they have a little, you know, heart to heart screaming match. Yeah. It's Rick, not a hollow point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, that's not the part I'm getting to. <laughs> okay. So uh, Rig, Riggs pulls a gun out and he's like, you want me to fucking shoot myself? And, and he, like, he like pulls the, uh, he, he, he takes the, I think he takes the gun away from. Murtaugh. Yeah, he takes Murtaugh's six-shooter. He t- take, takes his revolver. A lot of old-timers. Yeah, and he starts to pull the trigger. Yeah. Does he actually pull the trigger? Because I think that, like... No, he grabs it. He, he grabs it, but he goes, and ow! It, well, I, I think, so, so the hammer, like... I think he pulled the trigger, because you hear a click, and then, like, the, the hammer... I, I, I think it, like, went into, like, Murtaugh's hand. Because he, he goes... He actually lets out an owl. You hear a click and he goes, ow! And he, he snatches the gun away from you. Oh, him. yeah, 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 you're right. So, like, man, he actually, I think he actually, like, pulled the trigger there. I was wondering if you caught that, like, if, if that was. Yeah, no, you're right. Wow. It, yeah, he does say ow, and yeah, you're right. He's like, he's like you are a crazy son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> well, he's hungry. He's got to go get something to eat, dude. You know? Hey. I'm hungry. I'm going to need something to eat. <laughs> I love how he switches that. Too. Oh, man, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a good moment. The, the actors are really good. Um, better than the material deserves, I, I would say. Really? Yeah, I would say everybody that's working on this movie is better than than the buddy cop genre almost really deserves. If you think about the, where the genre started. I think, I think that's how you have to that's, a, that's how you have to elevate it though. 
You know, that, you that's how you get it with, with with talent. Yeah, yes, that's how you take it to the next level. I mean, you know, you, you throw some throw some talent at it, and then you can see where it can really go. What was the big buddy cop movie before this? Um, well, the big one in the eighties that I can think of is uh, Forty Eight Hours with Nick Nolte and uh, Eddie Murphy. God damn it! <laughs> I know that was that was early eighties. It was like eighty eighty two. 83, somewhere around there, with uh, Walter Walter Hill directed that. Wow, I haven't seen that in forever, but I remember liking it. Uh, and of course... Uh, is that the one where Eddie Murphy's like, Roxanne! Is that, is that the one where he's doing that? Uh, you don't have to put on a red light! Uh, dude, I don't he's know. It's, the, been, it's been a while since I've seen 48 Hours. Arms. I just he's watched like, another 48 car. Hours. <laughs> Man, yeah, I forgot about that movie. Yeah. I need to look that up. Yeah, it's, 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 it has been a while since I've seen that. I need to go back and rewatch that as well. Was that before or after Beverly Hills Cop? That was before, right? That was before. Yeah. yeah. These 80s action movies are great. Yeah. Man. Yeah. They, they're definitely a time and a place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like, really cool. Even looking up this movie, I totally forgot that there was a uh, there was a song. There was a song for this movie? Yeah, it was called Lethal Weapon. It was done by uh, like, like, like a James Sweet. Like a James Bond movie? Well it, well, it was at the very fucking in credits. It was like even after the Christmas song that they played. Is it like, the you're a lethal weapon? Yeah. No shit. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we're totally going to play it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I can't wait to hear it. Oh, no, it's 80s as fuck. I love that. Yeah. But, yeah, and even, they even put out a little music video. I had no idea this thing existed. Wait, is it like cut, like, you know, Batman, Batman uh, Forever style with like the... The music video. Well, no, 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 it's not done that way. <laughs> Where it's got top, like no. scenes of the movie, like, yes, you know. Yes, it is. Yes, there are scenes of the movie intercut with this music video yeah. that this guy's singing. Okay. Or Hollywood Suite. Actually, the music video I'm thinking of is like that seal kiss from a rose. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Where like he's like standing there and there's like a screen there's behind a spotlight him. spotlight or something. Yeah, yeah it's got something. the fucking the, the video totally playing. <laughs> yes. Man. Wow. And a bunch of like Nicole Kidman looking all it, sexy and you know, fun. They, in they that movie. still do that, like the like with that su- the Suicide Squad music video with that like Twenty One Pilots. There's there's oh, scenes from that. the movie in that um, that Heathens. All my friends are heathens. Did they still do that? Yeah, I, there, there's scenes from the movie in that music video. Yeah, okay. I guess I haven't seen I haven't seen <clears> any in a while. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's kind of an old thing. They don't do that much anymore. Oh yeah, dude. Like, oh fuck, man. Like Will Smith was oh, dude, make, making so much money. Like well, Will Smith was like making and... like you know songs for the movies. You oh, know, my god, dude. Those oh fuck. Here comes the man in black. <laughs> the wild Wild West. Oh dude. Wicked, wicked, wild, wicked, 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 wild. <laughs> oh my god, bro. Oh. Hey man, that's a double payday. Oof, I, dude, that movie was a bomb, and it still made over. You know, that, that's what Star Wars could do with the next one, though, because you know you got Childish Gambino, uh, <laughs> like you have Lando actually do a theme song. <laughs> oh yeah, doesn't uh, doesn't uh, Donald Glover? Yeah, doesn't... Childish Gambino. Yeah, that, that, okay. that's his. Yeah, that's, that's his. Right. That's his group. Yeah, man. All right. Okay. So uh... Kathleen Kennedy, you better be listening. <laughs> We're throwing you gold over here. That's the movie crew. <laughs> gmail.com, baby. Extra E on crew. Oh, yes. You want these ideas. They are gold. <laughs> you know, not that you have, you know, all the ideas that you have are great, but, you know, we can we can help. She's just like, just jotted that down in a notebook. She's like, JJ, run with that. <laughs> Done. Man. Do you want to go? Do you, do you want? Do you want to go into this movie, man? We want. Do we want to talk about this movie's kind of really dark, uh, sex, pornography, uh, drug plot here? What are you talking about, Brian? Hey, dude, uh, this plot has got a lot of uh, a lot of stuff in it. When when you actually think about it, I mean, yes, it's a buddy cock film. Uh, buddy cock. Buddy movie. cock film. Yeah. 
it's a buddy cock movie. Buddy cock. <laughs> hey, buddy you, got cock. Your, you got your buddy cock. <laughs> Let's see your cock, buddy. Yes, it's a, <laughs> it is a buddy cop movie. There are some things in here, like they, they even drop uh, like Air America references, CIA, the the Shadow uh, Company. Oh, what do they call that? It? Is uh, smuggling um, drugs from uh, Vietnam into America, and these are all ex CIA guys. They're all mercenaries. They call it Shadow Company. Yeah, yeah. that's what that is. What they called it. It was, it was I'm the leader Shadow of Shadow Company. company. <laughs> <laughs> and the bad guy, he was like, he was he was the general. You didn't think that some of that stuff felt forced? And, I, and here's the deal. What do you mean forced? Probably not. But you, wait, you, you're, t- you're talking about the Vietnam subplot. Okay, and so the, the whole reason why earlier I brought up the thing where you know he's talking about how can I trust you, man? And he's like, you know, well, you know, I'm good at it. That that, that line felt thrown in there to me, to like, but to set up that you know, look, I'm a badass sniper. And then he talks about. Well, and, they keep mentioning that he's a war hero. Yeah, and too. they keep throwing it up. You know, he's yeah. 19 years old, and you know, you know, he's off. You know, and then even when he gets captured at the end, he's like, he's like, oh, that's right, you're the leader of the Shadow Company. He's like, I've came, came across some of you pussies back in Nam, and he's like, oh, I bet you did, or whatever. Or Psycho. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I yeah. ran across some of you guys in Psycho. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He called them pussies or something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I was finding that like watching it this time, I was like, really? It, 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 that was kind of like weakening it for me for some reason. But like, I, like, I don't know. Am I just being weird? Yeah. No. I, I no. What do you mean? I don't. I'm, I'm not following what you're saying. Like, the the his that's his backstory though. I know. I don't you think we I mean? need it. <laughs> we, we we do need it. I mean, I just I don't know. It, it, it was. I guess I had forgotten about it. Like that was his whole I mean, that, story. Yeah, that's why he's a lethal weapon, dude. He's got all this training right. and all these special forces, and that's how they uh, even really get the movie going past the pimp, right? Because otherwise, the case, the, the movie kind of almost wraps up with the pimp. Like once they, uh, you know, figure out that like, um, okay, this girl that jumped out of the window, she was actually going to be murdered anyway because she had a Drano. Right. She she was pretty much dead. Or some kind of drain cleaner or something or pipe cleaner was put in her drugs right so she was gonna die anyway and they connect it to the pimp and when they they just show up at the pimp's house and he just starts shooting at him right and he already has uh some other women there he's got cocaine all over the place he opens fire they kill him was that the guy that went in the pool yeah yeah and into richard donner's pool yeah and it was it's kind of like case closed we're done yeah. I mean, it's like, obviously, the pimp had some big drug lab, and uh, like Murtaugh even says it in the movie. It's like, okay, well, here here, here she is. She found out something about this guy's operation. He didn't want her to know. He where killed does, her. Where does Murtaugh get that, that porn tape? Oh, I don't It's It's it, that's, that's weird. Like, it just kind of pops. And I, I love, Murtaugh's always, like, um, mumbling under his breath things that you would be thinking that, and he just <laughs> says out loud. Like, when they're walking into the, uh, to the pimp's, like, palatio pad, he's like, Oh man, this is really nice. This is like, like you know, uh, this is li- living luxury and all that. And when he like pulls that police evidence out, he's like, he like opens it up. He goes, ah, oh, police evidence, and he like dumps it on the table. <laughs> like Martel has no filter. He just thinks it and says it. <laughs> I, I, I do like some of them though. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, I like all of them. But the, I think my my favorite is when uh, he's getting ready to get the uh, Briggs is is trying to get the uh, jumper off the top of the building. The suicide yeah. guy. Oh, no, no good on the ledge. <laughs> <laughs> but the way he says it, he's like, oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> Not the ledge. Well, I thought that was really funny because they... The, How he breaks it up. Because they, they spent all this time saying that, you so know, good. Riggs is a suicide risk and, and Murtaugh won't even let him drive because he's a suicide risk. But he's <laughs> That's like... pretty funny. Yeah, but he's like... 
No, but you go ahead and go up there and get on the ledge and uh, like, try to talk that guy off the ledge, knowing that this dude's a suicide. Well, Rick said he's has he's, he's got experience. He's like, I have experience with this. Yeah. You know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Man, of course he's going to get out on the ledge. That's one of my favorite jokes in there too. Like, Murtaugh gets done telling Riggs, like, okay, just you know, just get him down, no jujitsu shit, and he's like, okay, Roger. And then he's like, you know, what? <laughs> he's like, oh no, ten four. And then Roger's like, oh okay, okay, okay. okay I, I love that too. No, that's 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 just good writing. Yeah, man. it's a good moment. Yeah, but okay. So, but you don't you don't like the uh, you don't you don't like his backstory. I wasn't really digging it for some reason. It felt too under siege to you. I guess so. Yeah, but but like you're right. It do, it totally has to the set cook's up. Navy Seal. <laughs> I'm only I'm just a cook. Like and he, he just seems kind of young to have gone through all that. How old is he, he, he? How old is he in this movie? Oh, the movie is because uh, like takes place in eighty seven. So, damn, they, they set up they set up that that Rogers he's be 30 fifty something. So he's got to be in his thirties. Yeah, I don't know, it seems like he's done a lot in his in his young years. Um, he's got to be mid thirties. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I dude, I like it. I yeah, I think it works because the whole movie has a nice like Vietnam background. I mean, not only with the Air America and the the Shadow Company, but it even works. With What's like, Air America? Um, maybe maybe I'm not, not I'm just not knowledgeable about all this. Is why well, no, I was they, lost they on me. no, they mentioned it in uh, Tom Atkinson who plays um, uh, the dad whose daughter dies in the beginning. He, okay, Mike, he's the Michael the guy Hansekers. who gets taken out while drinking eggnog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gets, yeah. When a really badass shot when like this like how he's got this mansion on the side of this cliff and a freaking helicopter comes up and starts blowing through the windows. It's so badass. Yeah, Tom Atkins from um, Halloween Three. Okay. Season of the Witch. Oh, all right. Yeah. Oh, I just tied all that together. Yeah, that's yeah. Him. Okay. He's yeah. A, he's a scumbag in everything he plays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, but he, that, when he lays down like his history, like the second time, but it, it's when he dies, when he's at the funeral for his daughter, Amanda. Yeah. He's sitting there and he's he's talking to Riggs, uh, not Riggs, um, Murtaugh. And Riggs is standing by, like looking, making sure that everything's going to be all right. Yeah, and he's giving Murtaugh the whole story, like what happens. He's like, they, he's a, like, they can't kill me, you know? Yeah, yeah. There was, there's this whole plot with, like, uh, the CIA's been running drugs, right? And it it's all started in Vietnam, and they had these connections when they came back from the war. Well, in Vietnam, there was actually a Air America. There was a movie with Robert Downey Jr. and um, Mel Gibson, funny enough. Oh, wow. Called Air America. It's about this very uh, very thing um, where the CIA was running drugs and weapons. That's interesting. During the Vietnam War to certain allies. Did it happen before this movie or after this movie? Because it would be cool if he was, like, younger. I mean, like I a for, young yeah, the, no, this, <laughs> no, Air America, that that was, uh, I don't know, it was, in, it was in the 90s, early 90s? Oh, okay, so it was definitely after. Um, one, one of the more hokey scenes in the movie is, is uh, when um, – they go over and they're going to go question. Uh, I think it's a drug dealer. Um, who was who was the guy's house that blows up? Uh, you're gonna you're gonna. Oh arrest. no, that's the uh, the pimp. That, the pimp. Uh, no, it wasn't. No, a it, was, pimp. It, was, it was the other hooker that saw the um, Dixie. Was Dixie? Her name. You're gonna arrest Dixie. It was the other hooker that witnessed the murder. Okay, yeah. In the beginning. Anyway, so they 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 go over there and there's this really badass shot where they're like walking over to the house and then the house fucking explodes. Oh yes, dude. Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you notice the plane in the background? I didn't, dude. There is a. I don't know how. I don't know if it just had to be a happy accident, but there is a fucking airplane that is just going through in the background, <laughs> right when the house explodes. And every time they cut back to it, the airplane is still there. So they're using the same take. That's amazing. Yeah, it is awesome. Anyway. Um, so they, they explode the house, 
Riggs goes over and he's like, man, these, these are, these are mercury switches. These are like what we used to use back in Nam, you know? Uh, and then, um, you know, and then they go over and they're questioning a kid. Is it legal to like question a kid without like a parent this, like that? Yeah, dude. They're like, get all these other kids out of here. Go get this some ice cream. We're going to interrogate this little kid by himself. I like how the, how all the kids were like, so, uh, do please kill black people? Uh, yeah, he's like, is, me, that please, is that true? Is that true? Black people do that? <laughs> yeah. Is that true? <laughs> and they, uh, yeah. And the, um, the Murtaugh just kind of laughs that off. He's like, <laughs> uh, he's like super awkward. <laughs> it's very, very, um, Timely. <laughs> Riots in L.A. Hmm. Yes. Right. But, um, you know, he's trying to get a, uh, you know, a description of this guy. And Riggs just so happens to have the exact tattoo that this other guy had painted on him. Yeah, it's a little coincidental. Yeah. Uh, I know. I get it. I get it. It's happenstance. Um, it's a little neat. Right. But I, I, I get it. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about with the military thing. Like, it just seems thrown in a little bit. But maybe it was just that. Okay, I get it in that scene. Yeah. I guess I don't really have a problem with it just because they call it out in the movie. They're at the gun range. Yeah. And there's that huge scene when they're talking I about... I love that gun range scene. Dude, it's amazing. And I, I love all everything that's going on. But just the exposition of them talking through the case. Well, that's, that's one of their first, like, big bonding moments. Where they're like playing, they they realize that they can play off of each other. Yeah, and they reference that throughout the rest of the movie. They're like, oh, it's real thin, you know. I mean, like exactly because <laughs> it's it like is. it's like their idea is like, well, I mean, this this could have happened, but come on, man, that that's 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 there's no way. Yeah, the whole reason that this movie <laughs> continues is because Riggs like can't get this thing out of his head, and he's like, well, maybe we should go question the other hooker, hooker that saw yeah, this. Why not? Let's, Let's just you know you know carry out the lead. Yeah. And then when they get there, everything fucking explodes. They're like, oh, yeah, real thin, right? (laughs) I mean, I kind of like that. It's like the bad guys being a little too, you know, careful with their cleanup. Right. And kind of actually was their undoing. That's just a really, like, out there way to get rid of that hooker is to blow that fucking house up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. I, but you know you say that, but I was I was ready for an explosion. I was ready for I was ready for something at this point in the movie, and the movie does it, it does start picking up uh, its pace a little bit, dude. Yeah, then it starts going into crazy like car chases, and yeah, it gets it gets nuts. Like awesome torture scenes. <laughs> yeah, you get all your payoffs. Like I, that is one thing. Like the movie, it it gives you like the 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 jumper getting ready to jump off the building. It gives it gives you little moments and breaks yeah. where you can see them being cops. Or, um, Which is actually kind of cool. It, it steps away from that that storyline, you know, and it and it goes in. It gets, steps away from the the whole stripper thing, and and then the uh, you know the shadow company and all that. Yeah. And then it goes into now they're cops, and they're going to go in, and, and we're going to get the you know the them bonding, and we build their relationship, and and then we learn to love the characters. So now that when we put them back into you know crazy Gary Busey world, fucking psycho burn his arm, you know. Dude, I think that's the only time you see the bad guys for the first hour of this movie. It's when they're in the strip club and, and they like, or it's, I don't know if it's a strip club. It's no, like, it's, it's just like a nightclub. It's like a nightclub. Yeah, because they have a band going on in the background. Yeah. There's some band manager back there like, what is this crap? I could get a better band for half the money. <laughs> I love that. It's just And it's just back there. It's just in the background. Like, While these guys are like, okay, we're gonna do a hair one. Playing thing, this right? like, playing this fucking like 80s <laughs> hair metal. <laughs> What's really crazy about that nightclub is that it has a Freddy Krueger den behind it. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a torture table yeah. with like a, a leaky faucet. 
Yeah, no, and but there's also like it's, it's 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 totally a fucking Freddy Krueger layer, like you know, like with fucking steam pipes and shit, just through a doorway. Oh, dude, look, you know, you gotta have that in your bag, okay? Like your nightclub front, all right. And then when you get back, there's gonna be some guys counting some bills, yeah. and then after that, you got you guys counting all the drugs, right? And yeah. then you know, you, you have a torture room. Yeah, you get, totally got a torture room. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like that when when they get captured uh, and then like they they separate them and they're gonna electrocute rigs and they're beating the shit out of Murtaugh. Oh yeah. Um, but um, <laughs> you know uh, they bring in the guy and I, I think did did uh, did Riggs throw out like a slur? He's like, "Who's the chin?" When when he brings in the Asian guy. Oh, did he? He said he said, "Who's the chin?" He's like he's like Mister So and So has a way of getting information out of people. And then, oh man, dude, I missed that. Yeah, and then and then so then he he starts uh he starts electrocuting him and everything, and then when he finally he's like, man, he's done. He's like, no, no one could no one could go through that and not talk. He's like, all right, well, just go ahead and kill him then. And then that guy goes over and he's like reluctant. He's like, man, I'm so sorry. He's like, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna have to do this. But you know, and then Riggs just snaps and just fucking just chokes him out. You know, with with the chain around his feet. Yeah, yeah. It's great, badass. Great scene, man. Oh no, dude, it's great. I, I, fucking car battery with the sponges uh, and that just water coming down is so freaking bad. Oh, and I and I, lo- I love how Mister Joshua is like it's like pushing him like like a bag, and he keeps getting shocked himself. Oh, yes, he's like, oh shit, <laughs> dude. I mean, I was gonna really say like you know that's probably why I miss miss the uh, racial slur. I'm always watching the lighting and Gary Busey in that yeah. scene. I think that is like Gary Busey's best moment in the entire film. You talking about where the, the like the the lights bouncing off of his teeth? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like I like the overhead oh, no, lighting. Man, everything's great with the water. Uh, you know, and you just you seeing the shadows from the water. Well, if that that whole that whole lighting and that whole sequence feels really raw, and even like when uh, when they finally uh, escape and and they get they get Leanne the daughter and all that, they're about to exit, and then Riggs like looks up and there's like a henchman like standing uh, on this like catwalk, and <laughs> yeah. he like shoots up through the catwalk. The lighting right there is really clean and like really awesome oh, looking yeah, there, yeah. and like the dude falls and he like lands on the chain, like everything. And that's from Under Siege too, Under Siege as well. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know where Under Siege got it from. Yeah, they yeah. got it from here. Yeah. Uh, dude, oh, all the club stuff looks great, too. Oh, dude, I, yeah. I, I, I oh, love but, all, but, you like, know, all the stuff. What's fucked up about that club thing is, so they, they have a big gun battle in the in the Freddy Krueger lair, and uh, and then they, so they're, they're getting out of there, right? Yeah. And then they, they pop out of that club, and then Riggs instantly caps a motherfucker just right outside. There's like a back bar area, and he and shoots a guy, notices. and nobody in the club notices. Like, what the fuck? That that 80s music is rocking so damn hard that uh, they don't hear gunshots. It's not even until they get, like, halfway through, like, uh, Riggs, like... Um, oh, yeah, he kills an, at least one more person yeah, he, before he, anybody he does. Knows. He does this move a, a couple times in this movie where he, like, jams the uh, gun barrel into their chest and pops them twice and it, like, yeah. shoots out their back. And, and, and like, e- even in the sound mix, you hear it, like, muffles it, boo, boo. And then he, like, pulls out and he and they get pow, pow, pow. And then when he starts shooting outside of, like, killing that guy through the chest, that's when the whole fucking crowd starts freaking out and running. There's already been, like, five or six shots going off, y'all. Y'all could have already been out that door. <laughs> I love it when Gary Busey finally gets to the street. And, it, like, man, his performance there, his face when he is shooting that gun. Oh, when, when, when he drives by in the car? Yes. That is such a badass shot, dude. Like, I was sitting there thinking, like, how the God. fuck did they light? I was looking at, like, the lighting in these scenes. Um, and, and for some reason, the moon always moves. Because I, 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 watch, I watch these scenes a couple times to kind of look at the lighting because they're always backlit no matter what, what alley they run down. 
Yeah, yeah, no, but yeah. I, I know, I know. I'm just saying. Well, yeah, like, I, I'm picking it apart. It looks good. It looks amazing. It like, looks good. Like all the streets are like wet. You know, they they, they did a wet down. And oh yes, real slick dude. and sexy. Oh dude, yeah, they sprayed water everywhere. Yeah, man, baby, they just wet the fuck out of these. They streets, did such a damn good sexy. job. Yeah. God, it looks so good, dude. So um, Riggs is running after Mr. Joshua, and uh, Murtaugh goes after the head of Shadow Company. Right. Shirt open. Huh? Mel Gibson has his shirt open when he's running. That's all I was saying. Oh, yeah. You're just talking about that sex. <sighs> I mean, I'm just saying. You know. So how does, how does he kill Mr. Joshua? Or not, no, how, how does Mr. Joshua get away? He, he just gets away. He, he finally gets into an Audi. <laughs> oh, that's, that's right. That's right. He's, he's, like, he's like, let me test drive your Audi. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, that's my car. Yeah, okay, I forgot about that. And Riggs is like, shit, 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 fuck. And, like, everybody else, and I well, love that. he gets that. hit by he's, a taxi. He's, he's, he's running. That's right, he gets hit by a car. He's, like, running with a fucking assault rifle. Yes. And then, like, and like there's this big, like, car pile up, and all these people are getting out, and he's like, shit, fuck, fuck. And this guy's like, hey, man. And he gets on top of his, and he's like, what? what the, get the fuck, you ever fucking touch me. And, like, there, there's a there's a few times in the movie where Riggs does that. And apparently, if he's really mad and you grab him, he's just like, don't you fucking touch me. Because that's what he does when he jumps off the building. And then and then uh, Murtaugh runs over. He's like, "Hey man, what the fuck are you doing?" And he grabs. He's like, "Don't you fucking touch me!" Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. I forgot about that. You're right. You're right. He does do that. He's like, "Man, don't you fucking touch me!" Yeah, yeah. But you don't. You don't. You don't grab. You don't. Riggs you don't grab Riggs. In a hostile yeah, situation. he might. He might fucking snap. Yeah, his blood pressure's up. But, he, but he, he's also he's really nice. He will tell you, "Don't you fucking." He, he's going to warn you first. Don't you fucking touch me. But anyway, so um, but Murtaugh gets his mark, and yeah, which is which is a really weird, crazy scene. So. The car flips over on... He shoots the driver of the car. He shoots the driver of the car. And then the car flips. And gets hit by a bus. That's right. The car it, gets hit by a bus yeah, and it, it flips upside down. And then it flips. Okay. And then the leader Multiple of Shadow times. Company is like pinned underneath the seat yeah. of the car and, and the roof. Because it's on fire. And the car is on fire. Okay. And the fucking thing is, so when, when they show the bottom of the car, you can see the little like square hole where the piston comes out of the bottom of the car yeah, to flip the car, which I think that's funny. But you know what I do like about that, though? What's that? You can see a nice fine layer of cocaine dust or heroin dust, like, all over the bottom of the car. Oh, can you? Yeah. When the car gets hit, cocaine gets, or heroin gets, whatever, and its powder form gets sprayed out, and when the car flips, there's a nice, like, little fine mist. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's drugs awesome. on the car. Yeah, it's Super high con, bro. Yeah, dude, even, yeah, well, they, they may even make a joke about it later. In Did the they? movie, yeah, when the car actually blows up and uh, Riggs shows up, he's like, oh, man, you got to get away from these fumes. You'll start, like, seeing shit. Oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Um, but I, I love when they come together right there. Uh, Murtaugh's standing there, and he's kind of laughing because the fucking car's on fire, and it yeah. blew up and all that, and then Riggs comes over, and he just collapses next to him, and he's like... He's like, he's like, he's like, did you get yours? He's like, he's got away. And he's like, he's like, damn it. He's like, fucking fire me, man. <laughs> or whatever. He's like, just, just fire me. But dude, like, yeah. again, were you talking about that assault rifle? Like, I like how he comes up into that scene where it's like some cops just like, hey, what do you, what, hey, what oh, do you, I love that. Like, he's, <laughs> but he's carrying the, he's got, yeah, they, like, they don't even give a shit. He's running by with his assault rifle. Hey, here's my badge, dude. Oh, okay. It's the same thing when he pops out, uh, with, uh, Murtaugh pops out and their cop comes over. He's like, hey, hey, he puts a gun in his face and he's got his daughter. And he's like, wait, 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 wait a second. I got a, I got a, I got a badge in my pocket. Take care of the girl. And the guy in the cop basically grabs the girl, the daughter. Man, in nowadays world, that dude comes running out with a gun, they fucking shoot him. Yeah, Murtaugh would have been shot. Because that happened recently with a security guard. Oh, ooh, ooh. It did. But anyways, um, 
so what, what I was getting at here, which is really weird. So, uh, so the the shadow company guy is uh, the cars. He's inside the car. The car's upside down on him, and the car's on fire. And he glances over, and there's two grenades just sitting there. Oh, there's like three or four. And he and he's trying to reach over and grab them so he can get rid of them because yeah. the car's on fire and he doesn't want, doesn't want to explode. Whatever company made this car, cars in the '80s must have been made really badass because that car explodes with grenades. And then when it cuts back to it, the whole chassis and everything's still perfect. It just has flames coming out of it. You should watch it again. If you blew up at least two grenades in a car, that car would be gone. Dude, it was it was all the drugs. They just kind of muffled. The, 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 the they, made, they made a coating. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a drug force field that uh, you know shielded some of the concussion force of. Uh, yeah, <laughs> my, my note says they made cars really well back in the eighties. <laughs> Uh, I know. I said so that that you know. Here's the deal. It's great. Though. I'm being nitpicky because I think it's funny. Uh, you know, like the scene's great. Like it, it has. Oh, no. it, like it, it, it builds it, really it, well. Yeah. And then they're there. Yeah. And then and then their moment afterwards, where they're just like fucking god. Like like you know they're they're half defeated. One of them got their mark. The other one didn't. And they're like, oh fuck, we still got more to do. You know. And then and like even like because earlier in the movie, Riggs gets shot in the chest, and they think that he's dead. Or is, it, is that after this? No, that, yeah, that's earlier in the movie. Yeah, yeah. So he just immediately leaves the scene. Doesn't give a shit. Doesn't go to the hospital. Doesn't give two fucks. You know, just moves. Hey, let's move on. Let's go to the next thing. You just got fucking shot in the chest, bro. You probably got broken ribs. At the end of this scene, they both just went through major well, chase was, scenes. He, he was, he, you know, he was. What I'm saying is he didn't go to the hospital. He didn't when he the, was pulling his bulletproof vest out, like, like even oh, when he was in the car, he was like, oh, man. Oh. <laughs> no, no, Dude, I'm, no, I'm fine with that. What I'm saying is, you know, normally you would say, okay, cool. Let's go get checked out. Let's go to the doctor. Let's make sure everything's good. They just say, fuck it. Let's go take it. Let's, let's do another chase. And this. This right here, the paramedics even come up to him when they're like, he's like, no, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine. He's like, dude, he's like, leave me alone, I'm fine. You know, <laughs> and they get in the and they get in the car and they drive off. Like, man, these guys are badass. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It, it, it's an action movie, you know, trope where these yeah. action heroes are a little bit uh, they could borderline take, superheroes. They could take some hits, man. Yeah, they're magic almost. Yeah, well, that's On very the law enforcement. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up. Happy holidays, motherfuckers. That's about all this movie was missing was a bunch of those. What, some crazy Santas? No, no, just some, like, you know, holiday uh, holiday one-liners. Jingle bells, motherfucker. I, 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 like the, uh, I like the Christmas lights at the end, uh, like, on the streets. Like, you, 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 know, you know how, you, like, every town has, like, you know, they put up little cheesy wreaths and everything. Oh, you're talking about, like, on the, on on the, the light on poles? The street. Yeah. yeah, on the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, like, how they, they showed their L.A. version of that. It was a little bit bigger. They had bigger, you know, lights and things oh, like that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it had the ornate stuff. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. it just sets the, it sets the scene, sets the tone. Yeah, I, th- I thought it worked well. Yeah. It looked good. Man, this whole movie looked really well, well, it, well, well done. Yeah, it looks really good. We didn't talk about the desert scene, dude, and the mirage effect. That is super cool. Is it not? Yeah, it's it's really really cool. Long lens through some mirages, man. It just felt like that the, it's everything's just flat, and the, I don't know. It's just super really neat looking. Yeah, I, I think the helicopter. It may have been a little bit uh, overboard, but I thought it was a really nice touch, dude. Like seeing that. What do you mean? Like when they're when they're when they're tracking the helicopter really tight and they're flying around it. Yeah. Well, know? even even when you're seeing it coming up in the in the mirage, and there's that uh, there's the one where it's a little bit tighter. Um, well, the, 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 it's a long shot. It's when the ones where the the guys actually like pull the cars all the way up. Yeah, the, the cars are coming in, and, and you they can see get out of walking. the car. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, dude, the yeah. way the helicopter comes in on that shot, and it like you can even see it land. 
right, right beside him. I, dude, I thought I thought all that was spectacular. I I really like that scene, except for how it kind of like it felt like there was something missing. So so uh, the, the what are you talking about? Hold on a minute. I'm talking. I'm trying to work it out. So like when when the daughter's driving away in the car and the car's like kind of breaking down or whatever, yeah. and then they're following in a helicopter shot, and then she just kind of pops out of the car and like kind of just crumbles. It feels like there's that's too much of a downbeat, and then it like cuts to another shot of them all kind of like convening before the scene ends. Yeah. Okay. Well, what, it, I mean, it, what, it just it just felt kind of weird to me. What, I mean, what else would you want to see? I don't know. I mean, like that, like the moment happened. Like she's she's got nowhere to go. So that that's it. She just yeah. kind of. I mean, like, were, were you gonna run a helicopter? Well, she couldn't. The car basically, like it, it, it. it yeah, collapsed. I mean, yeah. yeah, and she was running out of a wrecked car. Like, yeah, what are you gonna do? <laughs> I mean, game over, honey. You lost. It, it, this is the end. Maybe I wanted to see them like run over and grab her, but I guess I guess they just cut that. Oh, like, like yeah. she like she, she collapses, I can see that. and then Maybe, and then but... and then they cut. You know, I don't know that that edit point felt kind of weird to me. No, bro, that's Stuart Barry. He's like he's like, look, dude, that's we've seen everything yeah, we need to see. Yeah, we, we we need to keep moving. Like he does keep the pace tight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some of that is uh, Richard Donner, though. I do want to stress that because you know. You watch Superman. Superman does as much story and as much going on in that movie. It moves fairly quickly. Yeah, you know. I mean, it could get really bogged down in a lot of dialogue scenes, but it it moves. And I will say that in that scene, if um, Riggs wouldn't have had to have his uh, his his little like one liner moment, he could have killed Mister Joshua. He had the crosshairs like right on his neck, and he's like, "Got you, cotton tail motherfucker." And he's or something like that. He's about to like pop his ass. Oh, and yeah. then like if he if he wouldn't have had to say that line, if he'd just pulled the trigger, the guy behind him, uh, the leader of Shadow Company, wouldn't, the general, the general w- wouldn't have gotten him. Forget. I don't even know if he actually had a name. He's, he's the leader just, of Shadow Company. He just kept calling him the general. Hey, general. <laughs> I think yeah, they actually gave him a, a I, last name once. I was trying to think about um, the, one of the first the first scenes we see him. I was trying to think if they said his name, but the only thing I could think of is that the guy who's coming in to buy the heroin. He's like, "Where'd you get this guy? If psychos are us." <laughs> and he's talking about Gary Busey. <laughs> oh man, um, yeah. I love that character actor. I forget what his name is. Ed o. Ross or Ed O'Neill. Um, is he, you guys are fucking crazy. Like <laughs> he's, he's in uh, Universal Soldier. That, oh wow, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the uh, the sergeant in that movie, or the captain, or whatever. He, he's a good character actor. I, li- I like his one little scene. So, what do you think of the stunt work in the movie, man? I think everything. I, like, I, it's pretty flawless. I don't really notice the stunt guys that often. Do you? What's one that stands out to you where you actually can tell it's a stunt guy? Man, the only time I can uh, really tell is uh, the jumper, the suicide jumper, when Ray goes off with the jumper and they're handcuffed. Yeah. There's uh, one low-angle shot up up the building. It's only a second. The double for Mel Gibson is really good, but the double for the other guy in the black suit, the, the suicide yeah. jumper, Didn't not really as good. good. <laughs> the wig's a little off. But yeah. I like how you see them like, grab hands with each other because, dude, if you jumped with handcuffed, that would fuck your hand up so damn bad because one of you would fall a little different. Oh, know? did you notice the handcuffs were? Yeah, the handcuffs were broken. Oh, were they? Yeah, they I were. I didn't notice that. Yeah, I noticed. It, I noticed them grab hands like hold hands as they went down, but I didn't notice that the handcuffs were broken. Yeah. So what, was that done on purpose so they didn't hurt themselves? No, they just they, apparently they they were like uh, you know they Plastic weren't real hip. Yeah, exactly. So when they jumped off, just the force of them jumped. Exactly. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, Richard Dine was pretty pissed about that. Well, you didn't see it on playback? <laughs> I, I, I guess he did it multiple times, but yeah. He was like, oh, yeah, you see that right there? 
He yeah. mentioned that on the audio commentary. I bet it's it was really, you know, you could probably really see it up on the 40-foot screen. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. I have seen this in the theaters. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah? Was not cool? when it was released, obviously, because yeah. I was like fucking four <laughs> or five yeah so, so, yeah i did not see it when it was released but uh yeah no i saw it in like um it was like 2004 2005 it was, it was playing at amc oh that's cool yeah i'd like to see it on the big screen yeah yeah it, it yeah it's the movies part. like this are supposed to be oh you actually got to see it on film yeah oh that's sexy yeah you know they haven't done a well i don't think warner's re-released a big like remaster done a you know, proper cleanup of the film. Yeah. Uh, like, even the Blu-ray has dirt. Like, it, even when you started... Oh, so they just did a scan. Yeah. They, they didn't do a cleanup. Yeah, I don't think they did any That's kind okay. of restoration whatsoever. That's okay. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure... It makes me feel one... like, it, you know, it was on film. You know, I love that. <laughs> That's true. Because there, there's some dirt on the Warner's logo at the beginning. I'm sure they'll do a restoration for some anniversary. You know? Well, you know, when they do uh, Lethal the Weapon 5... Donner was talking about that. Yeah. Oh, you, you saw that? No, I I just remember um, seeing maybe about six eight months ago them talking about how you know it's it's a possibility. Yeah, it was on some Nerdist podcast or something. Yeah. They should do that. Apparently, some uh, executives at uh, Warner's are fucking up contracts. That's what he said. Come on, everybody's getting too old for this shit, and uh, <laughs> you know they need to. I think they only do that three times in the movie. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they they, they close the movie with it. But that's a running theme throughout. No, I, the, I like uh, it throughout the sequels, dude. That the way that this film ends is really cool. Like you know, uh, Rig shows up. Uh, there, it's Christmas. He shows up to the house. He, oh yeah. He, he gives he gives the bullet to Leanne, uh, and she goes inside. And then he's walking out. And then Riggs comes. I mean, Murtaugh comes out and says, "Hey, man. You know, after all the shit we've been through, man, you, you think I'm gonna let you spend Christmas alone?" And he like uh, he's like he's like you you th- you gonna let you, Christmas you gonna let me eat the lousiest Christmas turkey by myself? And uh, he invites him in, and he brings his dog. Dog goes in and starts ch- chasing Burbank the cat around, and you, 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 they play it in just sound, you know. And then uh, Murtaugh just turns around, looks out at his world, fixes a Christmas light. I'm too old for this shit, and goes inside. It's so perfect. It's so beautiful. It's it 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 just sets the tone for their relationship and yeah. you know everything yeah man it could it could have ended right there and just been completely perfect. What do you mean the whole series like it, the whole story? No, I'm just saying. Right no, I'm just saying if, if they didn't move on, you know, it, it was it had a great button with that scene. Yeah, no, it did. But I'm glad we got Lethal Weapon two, three, and four. Oh, right? dude, totally. Yeah, I mean they even carried all this stuff on. I mean, like there's even a uh, there's a South Africa apartheid sticker on the refrigerator door in um, Murtaugh's house in Lethal Weapon one. Yeah, that's the whole plot of Lethal Weapon two. Well, the uh, the kid uh, they were interviewing has has a has an anti-apartheid shirt on. The little kid. Outside, Does he really? outside of Dixie's house. Yes. Really? Yes. Ah, oh, man, I missed it. Yeah. Damn it. Okay, another reason to watch this movie again <laughs> for like the 60th time. I know. That, that was, yeah. That was, damn it. Okay. I need to watch this movie again. I need to watch it again, too. I uh, mean, you know, it, this is a movie I, I did grow up on. It's just one of those um, it, It's one of those action movies that they played on, on TV quite a bit. I don't want to say I grew up on it. It was, it was a later film because I remember the, the second one. I remember that. Um, watching that when it showed on like ABC or NBC, it was the movie right. of the week. It was the or whatever the movie of the night. It was the Sunday night movie. Right. Well, I'd definitely never seen it in uh, its aspect ratio. I'd always seen it four by three before. Oh, this really? Time. Yeah. Oh, okay. So th- these are movies that I saw, uh, you know, on HBO or on you know just regular TV growing up. Um, 
Yeah, I saw this yeah. a lot on HBO. Like I said, that, that's why that's why I feel like I'm I'm judging it too harshly on on some things because I, I like I have maybe I'm remembering the other ones more than this one. You know? Yeah, no, this one's pretty dark. Yeah, I think people forget kind of like like the other ones are are fun and. They become more action comedy a little bit, right? Yeah. Don't they? Yeah. They're Especially lot... when you start throwing in the Joe Pesci. Oh, and... yeah. No, four is very comedy, and three is also... That's when they added Chris Rock into it, don't they? Yeah. And even two, like, the dark moments aren't really dark. It's just kind of like uh, afterthought revenge, because they bring his wife back into it, his dead wife. Wh- which one's with Jet Li? Is that three or four? That's four. Maybe I just haven't seen two and three a lot. I don't know. Uh, two is the um, diplomatic immunity. Diplomatic immunity is that is that that movie? Yeah, where the dude keeps saying that, like they're about to bust it's his just ass. Been revoked. Yeah, <laughs> I've got to watch that one. Danny Glover, you're a badass, Man, dude. Look, they need to make uh, another lethal weapon before fucking Danny Glover and fucking Mel Gibson fucking croak, bro. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, let, let, let's do one more. I'm I'm okay with doing one more. Yeah, here. let's write one. Let's make it happen. Yeah. You know, we were doing Back to the, uh, Back to the Future. They were talking about like possibly doing another Back to the Future, doing a Back to the Future four. Right. I don't know if I'm okay with that. I don't think they could do it. I don't think that uh, uh, Marty can be in it. I don't think he could sit still long enough to make it happen. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I just, well, I mean, even if they could, I just don't think I. I don't think I want one. I don't man. think we need it. Yeah, I think that it's story done. was wrapped up. Yeah, it was good. But a lethal weapon? No, I could definitely do another one. We could totally do another lethal weapon. Yeah, these guys are still. They still got some, some game left, I think. They still got some funny. And especially after, like, you know, seriously, Fox had uh, something really good on their hands uh, for the first two seasons of Lethal Weapon, the series. And then, you know, uh, the, the two actors kind of butted heads and, you know, shit fell apart. It's fun, man. It, it like, captures the, the fun of this movie uh, really, really well. So if you haven't seen that, check that out. That happened because the Riggs guy was a dick, though? So uh, that's what was released out to you know the the public. Then uh, Clayton Crawford, I think is his name, uh, he did a podcast with some guy and he kind of explained his side of the story. Basically, him and um, Damon Wayans were button heads the whole time. They didn't really like each other. And then um, he was directing a um, he, he got into some arguments with people. Like they're, they're, there's a scene that they released where uh, he's directing this scene where this kid's about is about to shoot himself in the head, and you can hear people talking in the background. And he's like, "Well, y'all do your fucking job and lock the fucking set up." Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, I we, 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 you, you've been on set. You understand, like you're trying to get something with an actor, and people are dicking off yeah. in the background. Yeah, it makes you fucking mad, and you're gonna yell. You know what's sad though is like people see that and they're like, "Oh my god, that's a that's." Horrendous behavior. Yeah, but man, you don't you don't understand what's happening right there. You're running behind. They are, he either explaining that podcast. We were running behind. That's, we were already two or three hours behind, and we were trying to get things day. going. Yeah, you do get yelled at sometimes. And then guys. and then the one uh, where um, and then and then he was also directing a scene where Damon Wayans got a piece of shrapnel in the back of the head, and he was saying that you know uh, this and and he posted uh, like a outtake from that and said this scene directed by Clayton Crawford. You know, like he's an asshole. He fucking, you know, he he's, he doesn't run a safe set. You know, so well, that's not his fault. According to him, it is. Like he's directing the scene and, and the way he blocked it and all that, it wasn't safe. I mean, unless he's like breathing down the 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 pyrotechnics guy, yeah, yeah. or like a stunt coordinator. Like, yeah. Unless he's breathing down their neck and just like forcing them. But even still, like I mean, that's their that's their job to say no and to right. know what like and to know what the limits are. Like that's your that's your whole point of right. having those people on set because. Not every director is James Cameron and knows like all this amazing <laughs> stuff about like every piece of equipment. Right. 
the, most directors don't know shit, so like you have to tell them and inform them and be like, okay, this is what right, and we that's why they, they they rely on people doing their jobs. Yeah. yeah, especially when you're somebody like that who's an actor and they're moving into directing. You know, like he didn't start out as a director. Yeah, but anyways, I I think that they embody the spirit of the characters really well, and then they take it to something different and new. Um, I think it's worth watching. I'll give it a try. <laughs> it may be a while. Maybe a while. Maybe a little bit later from now, but I'll give it a try. I'm going to give you the two series uh, box set for Christmas. Damn year. it. No, you're not. Because <laughs> then you have to watch it. Let's rate this, Jared. We're at that point. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. I'm going to give it a nine. Give it. Oh, fuck you. No, you're not giving it a nine. You you said all that shit and you're giving it a nine? I, what? No. <laughs> what? Are, are, are you for real? You're giving it a nine? It was, what's wrong with a nine? No, I think a nine is great. I think this movie obviously deserves a nine. Yeah. Or a little bit higher, maybe. But I, I just feel like... Is it a I, 10? I feel like after everything you said, it does. I don't feel like you, what you said matches up with a 9. Are you saying that I would go lower? I feel like everything, all your complaints... No, that's no. here's the deal. Just because I complain about something doesn't mean that I, I don't enjoy it. Like I, that's, that's me picking things to death because I've seen this movie so many times and like I'm just kind of like... Noticing things that I wouldn't have noticed as just a general viewer. No, okay, but that's still a fault, though. I mean, a fault's a fault. Yeah. I'm I'm giving it a 9 out of, like, nostalgia. Like, out of, like, you know, this movie started a franchise. Okay, okay. And, you know, like, it's it's a fun fucking movie, dude. And it's a movie from my childhood that I really enjoyed. And I don't know. I I, I really enjoy this movie. And I think it's it's got some really great funny moments. And it's got some really hardcore action. Uh, It it basically... it. It's the predecessor to so many other action films that we've seen, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. It's a nine. Don't you, don't judge, don't judge me on my on my rating. <laughs> Look, I, I'm one of the, I'm one of these parents who can be really proud of their kids when I have kids, and but I'll also be very critical to when I'm talking to them. Like, hey, you need to get those fucking grades up. And as he walks away, and I'm like, that's my boy. I have a complex. <laughs> I don't know what dad wants. No, nah, man, I, this movie's a nine. Oh, all right, okay. Um. Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna go like nine point five. Okay. Everybody kind of like talks about the script so much and Shane Black and the script and you know really all my problems really with this film are a couple of just like script moments that aren't a hundred percent worked out. Right. You know, like the fire truck after Dixie's house explodes, like that fire truck scene when they're talking about the kids, like yeah. having Mel Gibson have the same tattoo as Gary Busey. Yeah, that's a little. Coincidental. That it, does it. It felt like the oh, we got to tie up this hole. What are we gonna do? Yeah. And, but if you listen to the commentary, the director says like, "Well, we, we were just coming back from lunch, and uh, you know, we just." Yeah, but that's yeah. a script. That's a script issue. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you came back from lunch. Like, I mean, I think you sh- <laughs> I think you shot that right, dude. Like, yeah, maybe you were putting that Mel Gibson's arm a little bit too much in frame next to the kid's face. I understand what you're saying, but I would let that slide, right? You know, because what you're doing, but. Yeah, the scripting, that's where I give it like a, a point five knock is the script. I think that is the yeah, weak link. I agree. Uh, and it's the thing that's pretty, I think, feel like the most, though. You know, and like I said, like I said, some of that stuff just felt thrown in there to me, but that's just me judging it really harshly. But I will say that the script has some really great dialogue there and, and like that the completely sets up their tone then uh, their relationship. And it, it, it doesn't hang around too long in a lot of the scenes. It just it gets to the point and moves on. I, I think it's done really well. Yeah, no, I mean, dude, look, yeah. I give it a nine, 9.5 because everything else is, it's in my on. mind, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. I mean, I can't, 
I, I couldn't think of anything else these actors could do. And even, even the know, quintessential, like, you know, like, um, kind of noir, jazzy score, but modernized 80 sex, 80 sexy. Dude, yeah, no, yeah. man, this, this, yeah, there's so many great things about this fucking movie, man. Even Eric Clapton coming in. I don't, I, I don't, I didn't, you know, I read that at the beginning that Eric Clapton was, did parts in it, but I, the, the guitar never jumped out at me. The only thing that. Bow, I, now. <laughs> Bow, now. Yeah, like, I, I have vague memories of that, but, but the saxophone to me just really, like, ugh, just, man, just sets that fucking, like, you know, we're detectives. We're sexy. <laughs> We're gonna blow some shit up. No you music know? instrument says detective Man. like the saxophone, yeah, ladies the, and the gentlemen. Saxophone. <laughs> the saxophone. That's right. You know, when and like I said, the first time we hear that saxophone, we see Mel Gibson's cute little ass running across the the, the screen. Oh, you know, Richard Donner did say that got the biggest reaction of anything else in the entire film was Mel Gibson's ass. Hey, man, we open up with tits, then we we give a nice little like push with his ass, and then boom, there you are. Yeah, he said he said that was a big thing. All right, guys, I think we're at the end of our podcast here. So if you guys want to get in touch with us, you can send us an email to themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's themoviecrew. Crew is spelled C-R-E-W-E. That's right, extra E at the end of the word crew at gmail.com. You guys can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at moviecrewpod. And, guys, you can leave us ratings and reviews at Apple Podcasts. Tune in. Oh, Overcast, Stitcher, and Spotify. That's right. We're on Spotify. We're finally making money, bitches. That's right. We're we're in all sectors of the <laughs> podcast market now. You can hear us everywhere. We're really low on Spotify because we just got on like what four days ago. The funny thing is, I was just talking to somebody day. the other day, and they were like, where, "Where can I get it?" And I was like, "Well, you know, you can get it in Stitcher, you can get it on iTunes." Like, well, are you on Spotify? And and like he was searching Spotify, and I was like, "No, man, not yet." And then you were like, "Seriously, a few days later, you're like, hey, man, we're on Spotify.'" And I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> Serendipitous. Yeah, you may have to type in the movie crew podcast complete. Right. And then, you know, if we're like the 40th one down. We're not aggregated yet. <laughs> we're way down there. But we are there, and that's what's important. So, Jared, where can our audience follow you, sir? You can find me on the Twitter at Jared B. Callinan on Instagram at CheckTheGate. Hit me up on the PlayStation Network at Jared B. Callen. Let's play some uh, Red Dead Online. All right, guys. So we're going to leave you guys with the uh, Lethal Weapon theme from Michael Kamen. Um, and then we're also going to play <laughs> uh, the Lethal Weapon song from Honeymoon Suite. Probably their only song. <laughs> There's a lot of hair in this band. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs>
Scare yourself. 